know what I think? I think this kid should run Hollywood. Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Sunday, February 26th, 2023. Greetings to all of you perpetually patient patrons of this particular podcast once again. Yes, uh, I know it's been a minute, and uh, keep your shorts on. And it only seems that Jim was the only one who actually noticed how long it fucking was. Well, you know, we've been busy. Yeah, it's been a busy month, and uh, and I think I'm the only one that gets hounded by our listenership saying, um, "Sir, it's been four weeks since the last episode." What the fuck? It's because we don't matter, man. No. We don't and matter. I see those as better than reviews. Window dressing. And Jim, we, we just like our privacy. Okay. We want <laughs> our privacy. Yeah, we should go on a worldwide privacy tour. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, as you might have heard at the top of the show, that was a little clip from the end of uh, a recent South Park episode. <laughs> that was happening since we've been off air. Yeah. I just want to point out that, you know, what they say in that chant would never be said here. You no. don't want the Jew to run this. No, I think that's <laughs> unanimous. I, I don't. I, I think if we even went the Democratic uh, route, absolutely zero people would vote for the Jew to run it. I mean, potentially just to see how much of a shit show it would become, maybe. But that's all. Well, I'm more of a trial and error kind of guy. You know, like I'm curious sometimes. Like, uh, what would happen if fill in the blank? Uh, so if we could, if we want to do a quick litmus test, take it away, Arona. <laughs> it's your show. All right, Doug, let's just sit back and see how the Jews run it. Yes, yeah, it. Uh, Nick. Oh my good God. Lord. That's not even in the realm of. Where's the fucking bell? Uh, well, I don't know where your bell is. <laughs> bell. Um, mine's right here. I keep my shit locked and fucking loaded. Yours is buried under a month of. Other things. Other shit. There we go. There's my bell. I think that required a gong, potentially. Uh, why? Because uh, Asians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, that clearly didn't work. We will not be handing over the reins to uh, our our chosen one in the room. But uh, what's yeah. been going on, guys? How, how have y'all been? Uh, how's life and what have you been up to? Any interesting tales of living in the real world for the past four weeks that the audience is unaware about? I've got one. Oh, all right. Oh, wow. Story okay. time. Yeah. And I'm still a little shaken. Okay. I gotta, mm. gotta admit, my road rage days are over. Oh. Yes. Uh-huh. Were you, now, first question, were you an, well... This I was sign. a raving road rage okay. fucking madman. I was going to ask, are your road rage 
days, uh, you know, were they still rolling on? Oh, they, like, they were rolling, but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you are retired. You, you are a former road rager. I am a former road rager. Okay. I was, I was on my way home from work on Friday. Uh-huh. And uh, you know how when there's a lane closed and people try to shoot up and get in front of you and yeah, shit like that. Yeah, we call them assholes. Yeah. Well, mm. this asshole was... Uh, <laughs> was uh trying to squeeze in on me and i said fuck it and i just kept going so we're both going in one lane you're trying to fuck the asshole. <laughs> yes we're both going together in one lane right on and then finally he gives up and he gets behind me so i take off i once the lane clears and uh all the lanes are open we're on a we're on a four-lane highway uh two that's, lanes that's plenty for almost anybody yes. doug i'm going i'm we're, I'm we're going two lanes one way and then it opens up, and there's a traffic light, and there's a left turn lane, and there's a right turn lane, and the two lanes that we're in, right? Sounds I, like sounds I like break, plenty of options. I break to the right. I get in the right lane that's going straight. He goes left and gets in the left turn lane. Mm-hmm. Now there's a space in between these trucks that are there's one truck that's uh, right beside me. Mm-hmm. And there's another truck that's beside him. So there's a gap between. And there's a gap two, between them. Yeah. Right. Where you can still see. Yes, I can still see him. This and asshole. he can see me. And uh, this guy pulls a gun on me. Oh shit! Aims it right at me. Uh huh. Uh. I fucking jump in the right hand turn lane immediately and make a right hand turn and shag ass. Real quick, when you looked over. Was he already aiming the gun at you? When I looked, no, I watched him pick the gun up, put it on, put his hand on the back of the seat, and aim it at me. Huh. And Jesus. Uh, so my road rage days are over, uh-huh. fellas. Yeah. That gave me a little bit of time to think mm-hmm. on the way home. And I was thinking to myself, Self? that would be the dumbest fucking way for me to end my life <laughs> uh, is is in a road rage it's incident trying, it's trying to keep some assholes from cutting yeah yeah, yeah, yeah trying yeah. to keep some asshole from cutting in on me so uh from now on i'm just gonna be a i'm just gonna be a putt putter I, i'm I, just gonna putt putt along along on my car uh-huh. let everybody fuck me yeah you know uh-huh. in traffic i don't give a fuck this is you the know, way this is that, the way Doug. Yeah. that's that's the way i'm gonna do it yeah my road rage days are over. I wrote a song about road rage. Yeah, you did. About how much road rage I have. Uh, <laughs> but those days are gone. <laughs> those days are over now. Out of curiosity, of what persuasion was the person? He was a black man. Oh, now, man. I know. Damn it. I was... Now I know we're going. We're going. We're going to get into this on this on this podcast. I, I was know? I was hoping it was a fellow white, but yeah, the whites keep letting me down. Well, you know, I, I was mean, actually hoping it was a nation. That would be awesome. It's wow. uh, you know, and this this could uh, let's go into this. Let's mm-hmm. go into this. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go into the the poll. The poll that just happened. The Rasmussen poll. Yeah, the one that's getting that, all the fucking coverage. Yes, that that says that says forty seven percent of black people. Say that it's not okay to be white. Well, let me let me help you out. Let me let me. I, this is where I come in handy. Let me set this up real quick, and yeah, we'll go right into it. So Rasmussen poll uh, released, I think, uh, just a couple days ago on the twenty second. They asked, or they released a poll, an online poll. I reckon. I mean, I saw it. I could, I could. I guess I could answer it. Uh, <laughs> it was two questions. And we'll get into the one that is most pertinent to this. 
And we'll talk about the second one later in the episode. But the question is, just flat out, is it okay to be white? And your options were agree, disagree, or not sure. And when they looked at the data and pulled up what black Americans said in response to this poll, it said that 53% agree. Yahoo. <laughs> 26% disagree. And 21% are not sure if it's okay to be on the fence. So combined, yes, 47% of black Americans who took this poll, this unanimous poll, by the way, uh, didn't, didn't agree because it was either, do you agree that it's okay to be white? And they're like, Mm-mm. no, can't say, can't say yes to that. And uh, so go ahead, Doug. That's concerning. <laughs> it is. That's a concerning number right there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just been getting crazy, man. It's getting out of hand. It really is. Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying what I went through was a racial thing. I'm not, you know, I mean, it could have been a white dude. It could have been an Asian guy. It could have been anything. Yeah. Road rage is yeah, a road very rage is a, yeah, it's a, universal. Yeah. It's uh, not, it, it has no race. It, it, there, every, no. Yeah, yeah. Everybody gets no. it, you know, but, uh, it was, it's just stupid, man. I, I realize how, how stupid road rage is. Um, and, and I mean, he did something stupid. I did something stupid. He did something stupid. I ran away. I mean, so what do you, what do you do? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's, it's no way to go down though. Believe me. No, Doug. Road uh, rage is not something worth getting killed over. No. I mean. No. Well, driving for a living. I mean, I had to decide that pretty much right away. I'm not going to get many people to their destination if I, you know, if, drive if around you're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're dead. Well, yeah, if I'm doing know. idiotic shit, it's just like it's best to let people in instead of, you know, just blocking them out and hoping for the best. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping they won't run into my ass. Yeah. I learned a long time ago. It just didn't fucking worth it. Uh, wherever I'm going, isn't that fucking important? Uh, because I can't get there if I'm dead. Right. And mm-hmm. Doug, I want to say this now on the record, you know, I'm sure that you've been wondering this entire time I've known you, but I like you. You're a good friend of mine. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I value, uh, your friendship far fucking more than i value whatever point you can prove on the fucking road right. yes <laughs> well, and me me uh, myself so please uh thank you for retiring your road rage. yes i am I'm besides done with it. we I are far too it. old for this shit road <laughs> know, rage is a young man's game yes yes it is. um one thing i've been thinking and about an armed man's game well uh, yes now it mm. is um one thing i've been thinking about is uh i think I, I think america needs a new motto you know trump had make america great again uh, Biden had and I want to introduce one that's make disagreements fist fights again yes there we go I yeah. want to see I just want to see the good old fashioned fist fight a thing that that, that that comes out of retire I want that to come out of retirement yes, yes. Um, <laughs> there's just not enough damn fist fights I know it's, it's just it's, straight to guns it, straight to stabbings or uh, using your car yeah you know Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I'd like to see some creativity. Maybe just go back to throwing bows, but then that would require you to actually engage with another human, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if our society's capable of doing that. Yeah, now. I don't. I, uh, yeah, 
It's not worth it. No. It's no, no. not. That, it, it really isn't. So, all you road ragers out there, hey, you lost retire. <laughs> retire, bro. Before it's too late. It's going to be a hard battle to fight, though, Doug. You're going to find those moments where oh, those old familiar feelings get bubbling yeah, right yeah, up the going to come racing back. One thing I've done, uh, my road rage is now just, uh, entertainment for an audience of one and that's me i go. still let it rip in the truck i still go god damn it you mother and i'll do all the fucking things inside my truck but i will not use my vehicle to impede uh <laughs> anybody's ability to hey if you're an asshole i want you to go ahead and get, get in front of me right. get out of my way yeah. i'd much rather you be in front of me hauling ass and fucking up somebody else's day than being behind me. Well, when you're, when you're, when you're in a hurry to get somewhere. That's true. And, uh, and the lane is shut down and everybody's got over in the fucking lane that's going, except these people that just keep passing you and they, they saw the shit just like you did. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's well, infuriating. And, and how much time is that actually saving you if you actually win that battle? No, I know. It I know. really is no, negligible. That's, that's where the thought, that's where the whole thought process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten you know, seconds I mean, for the rest of your life, yeah, Doug. That's, that's, that's where the whole thought pr process went. Right after that. Funny, that's normally what I tell myself when I'm trying. Well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was well, going right to say when I'm with a lady, I'm like, come there on, yeah. just ten more seconds for the rest of my life. Woo, come on. If rideshare has taught taught me anything, it's definitely that. I mean, I can't lose my shit. I mean, there's something you just can't if you got a twenty something female in the back seat. Just look ahead and go, hey, can you believe this cunt? And yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't go over well. Yeah. Like, and road rage is just a natural symptom of there just being too many people in one general area. Because if you're in a small town, you know, a, a, a two intersection town with no traffic lights and somebody cuts you off, you're just like, God damn it, Hal, you fucking dick. Like, I'll, you'll see that person in the grocery line and right. just be like, hey, man, you driving like an asshole the other day. Oh, I'm. I'm sorry, Bob. And then you just move on. But like, it's the separation of like, it's, it, it exemplifies uh, the lack of giving a fuck for your fellow man to where people are like, I don't care if there's order going on here. I'm going to introduce chaos and do what the fuck I want to do. Cause I'm more important because fuck all you guys. Right. And then that gets people going. Trust me. There's a lot of, uh, there's been a spike since post COVID. It's kind of like, you know, after 9-11, everybody was kind of lovey-dovey and friendly with each other for a few months, and then eventually you saw that kind of wear off, and you saw people start to say, fuck you a little bit more. It's like, ah, all right, I'm over this fucking kumbaya shit. Same thing with COVID. Post-COVID, we're in it. People are killing each other again. They're fucking getting out of their cars and, like, doing stupid shit. Yeah, and it's, it's crazier than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. It seems to be a little more accelerated. Yes. A little heightened. It is. Uh... Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think where the fuck we were before this. Oh, yeah, what we were up to while we were not recording podcasts. Doug was dodging potential bullets. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm glad that that went the way it yeah, did. that panned out okay. Um, I've been traveling a little bit for anybody out there that gives a shit. Went down to Hilton Head a couple times for work. Went up to the Great White North and went and did, uh, went to the whitest state in the union yes statistically that's actually true uh not i'm not i'm not just talking about snow on the ground and went and did some of the whitest shit possible that being uh 
riding snowmobiles and ice fishing and uh, <laughs> and doing that kind of thing. Are you mean to tell me that there was not a single dark-skinned brethren among the uh, people doing those activities in the Great White North? No. While while you're asking that question, I was literally going back through my memory, <laughs> and I was like, nope, no blacks, nah, n- no browns, no yellows, no purples, no blues, or any of the colors. It was just white. <laughs> a- a- any yarmulkes? Gilbert in the, would uh, be proud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any yarmulkes in the population? Uh, couldn't tell. Everybody was bundled up, so uh, <laughs> the size of the hat was not <laughs> blatantly obvious. I'm sure there was a few in the crowd. They usually, uh, well, you know. Why well, you know, dude, I'm all for everybody living together and getting together and you know, all races and shit. Just fucking get along, man. You know, don't don't hate on somebody just because they're not like you. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's the I don't know, man. That's what's that's the worst thing about uh probably about the United States is we have too many we, different types we, of people. I'm we're with the melting you, pot. <laughs> no, no. We're the melting pot and everybody wants to come here from everywhere else. Uh-huh. And um, and when you take all these different people from all around the world and you put them together, and you, then you have culture clashes. You know, like that's like, like I said, I've said this many times. A lot of a lot of what people view as racist is more culture than anything. It's more the culture that they come from. Um, if you come from a culture where it's you know, it's okay to eat cats and dogs mm-hmm. and things like that. And you come into a culture where eating cats and dogs is a is is a sin, then the people that don't eat cats and dogs are going to look at you and say, "There's something wrong with you." Yeah, we got to run and, that guy yeah. out of town. And 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 then the people that do eat cats and dogs are going to say, "Oh, you're a racist." Oh. And and. They're, they're going to call you a racist because you don't agree with a cultural thing that they do. Yes. And there uh, are there are differences amongst people, and to act like there aren't is what puts us in a predicament like this. Exactly. And then in this That's part of exactly the country, what you know, they'll look at you and go, man, why don't you just cook squirrel and raccoon right, like normal people? Yeah, you know. There's all kinds of options out there for everybody, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. That's a big meta discussion mm-hmm. that, uh, well, I'm sure you can listen to pretty much any episode that we've done and you will find numerous takes on that. But I will say just real quick, I almost feel obligated to kind of at least touch on some of the things that we would have talked about had we been doing episodes over this last month, because it's been a busy month out there in the big wide world. A couple things happened. Uh, Chinese balloons trick Biden. Biden. I don't know why I said that with a D, because uh, obviously he took an L. But yeah, the whole Chinese balloon fiasco that went down. They were aliens, Jim. Uh, see, that's where I got to immediately go, uh, mm. no. And I don't even think yeah. that they were trying to make you think that either. Because UFO, that just, is, that just stands for unidentified flying object. doesn't tell you what's in it. Most of these were unmanned, uh, privately owned weather balloons. <laughs> okay, so real quick. First, obviously, yes, I know this is weak old news. A segment we like to do here on Ignore the Rant. Some of it's three-week-old news. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's just a matter of how many weeks, that's all. Yes. But um, 
if we were to do this story, um, obviously everybody's aware of the balloon that traipsed all the way, dragged its nuts all the way across the scrotum of uh, America. And uh, we did nothing until it went over Myrtle Beach and was over water because we were scared. We were scared of what that big bad balloon could have had in it because of reasons, which I, I don't know what the fuck they were. But this thing all of a sudden was just spotted over Billings, Montana. And then they started to assume, well, it must have come over Canada or it must have or somebody just got the balloon and set it up in Montana. So everybody could be like, look, look, what's that? Everybody look, look at look to the skies. Don't don't look anywhere else for any other reason for anything else that might be going on. Let's all of a sudden get super concerned about a fucking balloon. Well, I, I mean, think first off, uh, shouting, hey, everybody in Montana is a hard thing to do. Well, the internet helps, but I hear what you're saying, <laughs> which is why I think Montana was a perfect place to send a balloon up to be like, look, oh my God, it's it's here. The Chinese are here. Uh, I don't know. I thought the whole fucking thing was stupid. It showed a couple of things. If If it is what they say it was, then how do you let it get that far if it's a bad thing? But then again... Why have a weather balloon? There's satellites, bruh. Like, mm-hmm. what's? I don't even think it was a Chinese spy balloon. I, I think it was uh, ours that we put up so that we could say, oh my God, be scared of China all of a sudden because now they're flying things over our country even though they have thousands of satellites that hover over us every fucking day. I uh, just think it was a troll who said, hey, you want to see everybody lose their shit? Well, do y'all remember? Uh, how, how many years ago was this? Uh, uh Pull it up, Jamie. Um, the the weather balloon boy. Yeah, it was about three, and, three and, or four years ago. And Col- yeah. No, it was longer ago was than it? that. Fuck. Dude, three years ago was COVID. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this was like 2006 or 2012 or 14 or something. I mean, it was... It was a, anyway, the weather balloon boy in Colorado. Where yeah. They, uh, the, it was a total troll. The guy said, oh, my God, no, my son's in that balloon. Right. And they tracked it down for like five hours. And then when it came down to the earth, uh, it was empty. Yeah. I don't. What What is that guy up to these days? <laughs> it's looking like he's made better balloons. He went because, to jail, didn't he? Uh, I think he pop, did some time. Yeah, but he he's probably out by oh, now. Oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Anyway, the balloon story was fucking stupid. That's my official take. Um, A, it either shows that... Uh, if we're to believe that it was Chinese, that it just shows that we're inept at taking action when there actually is something over our fucking soil. Um, that's concerning. Even our own planes. Yeah. yeah, it's and and then immediately following that, we we just start shooting everything out of the fucking sky yeah. for like yeah. the next two weeks. It's like, oh shit, yeah. it's a balloon. Yeah. Shoot it. <laughs> so we were just taking. We ended up taking out so many privately owned weather balloons <laughs> for fe- out of fear, alleged fear, that they could be uh, additional Chinese spy balloons. It's it's one thing that was just kind of telling that became a trend that one thing that probably happens all the fucking time, and that is a weather balloon or some unknown thing that is obviously harmless goes sailing over the skies. Nobody notices it. Because why the fuck would you? Nothing happens. Everyone lives another day. And then immediately it gets one camera pointed to it. And now everybody's seeing weird shit in the sky for two weeks. And now immediately all that's over. Right. Well, it's further evidence of just how retarded this country is now. I mean, remember back in the day when in elementary school, 
It was one of those things. We you they always launched a shit tons of balloons yeah. and go. I hope this ends up in Africa or ends up in China. And it's like, do you think they just started shooting those out of the sky because they showed I, I, up? I, I like what the Goodyear blimp did. Did you see what the dude from the Goodyear blimp no, no. on his sign? No. It, the, they had a big, he had, you know, they got the big thing that yep, scrolls across. Board on the side, it yep. said, please don't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> don't shoot me, bro. That was fucking great, man. It was funny. Hell yeah. We're good on you, Goodyear, <laughs> yeah. for for striking with the iron was hot. Um, yep. Like, uh, yeah, I, wrote, I remember doing that in elementary school. I don't remember what grade, but we went out. All the kids were excited as fuck. It was like, hell yeah, woohoo. And what we did is we put like uh, notes or letters yeah, or some on a, shit on a in balloon them. and mm. release And it. then the idea was we were learning about weather, I guess, and right. like how the, the, the air moves and and the weather that we get comes from somewhere else and it's a world you know just trying to get your basis for understanding that you live on a planet and uh i don't remember if it was a competition but there was some aspect of it that if your shit gets found and reported you right. get a t-shirt or something mm-hmm. and uh and we set we set all of our classes balloons off i don't know how many of them were ever found or like anything was sent back but mine was Mine was located in North Carolina, and nice. uh, and somebody found it, thought, and and I guess was a decent human being, called the school and said, hey, letting you know, I found Mr. Magoo's balloon in my backyard, and uh, I, I forgot how many miles it was, but it's like a few hour drive that uh, that little bastard went. Well, once it gets Did up it, in the wind, yeah. man, then fuckers, yeah. gone. Did he yeah. fire it out of the sky? Probably. He was probably yeah. yelling horrible. He's probably like, uh, or, oriental balloons in my yard? I don't fucking think so, bro. Oh, it's an elementary school. Uh, I love the false I- alarm. <laughs> I love the irony of everybody shouting, it's Chinese balloons. And they're posting that video on TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's wonderful. Same, same exact thing with, uh, what the fuck was his name? Kind of skeevy looking dude that was on the uh, intelligence committee. Uh, Doug will know as soon as he gets off. Oh, uh, who's that? Uh, the guy who kept leading the impeachment hearings against Trump. He's got real beady oh, eyes that are always uh, wide eyes. Schiff. Open. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Adam Schiff. Yeah. So they kick him off of the uh, National Intelligence Committee. And what is he, what's the first thing he does? And first of all, national intelligence, national defense, all that shit. What, did, what have they been telling us? TikTok's a spying app. They removed tiktok or the ability to even download tiktok from all uh washington uh, congressmen's all their devices is supposed to not even be able to download the shit what does adam schiff do first thing he runs and makes a tiktok talking about how (laughs) it's wildly inappropriate for him to get kicked off the that committee and i'm like bro (laughs) this is why (laughs) like you can't even you can't even have the decency to like, I don't know, uh, not do the thing that your exact position has been telling everybody that we shouldn't be do- like, I don't know. Yeah, isn't it ironic? That dude, Alanis, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're dude, they're all out of touch. Uh, every one of them, they have no fucking clue. Yeah, it's just funny, you know. It, it, you know, and what it's what's really funny. <clears throat> is you're talking about TikTok, you know, talking about him going on TikTok, and TikTok's supposed to be this Chinese spy fucking 
software shit that's taking the go for the globe. <laughs> and uh, TikTok's stupid. TikTok's just the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. It's, I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, it, yes, but it, it, it still is a... No, it's huge. I know. I'm, I'm not saying it ain't it's huge. It's a spy but, app just like every other app is yeah, on your phone. It, it, but it just shows you how fucking moronic people are to go on there and... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get TikTok. I mean... Um, and now I, is Doug's I, boomer I, moment. Well, well, no, the only reason <laughs> I don't get it is because... It's there's so many other platforms that are already there that do the same fucking thing. You know, it's, I, I totally it's, agree. Um, I've, I felt the same when Snapchat came out. I was right. like, why do we need this? We have Instagram. Right. But it's what it is, is every it's the same reason why I don't use Facebook anymore. It's just overrun with boring shit that my parents love it. Right. Or not my parents. My stepdad does not have any social media. Um, but if I want to know what people my parents' age are up to, I go to Facebook. If I want to know what my political shit posting friends are up to, I go to Twitter. If I want to see a bunch of really unhappy housewives that uh, just want attention, I go to Instagram. If you know, so each app is for different sects of people, and I think that teenagers and Young people are always, trust me, eventually the age group that likes TikTok will be in their 20s or 30s. And, oh, and the younger generation, the high school kids will be like, TikTok's so fucking gay. Yeah. Yeah. They'll come up with another one. And that's just how this goes. I see it no different than just the evolution of all the apps that have blown up, were popular, go away, or sometimes they still get. It's just like music. You know, the music that you liked when you were in high school and college, you still listen to, but you're not, you're not in like the, the old trope of like, oh, that ain't music. Back in my day, we had fucking drums and, and a rhythm section, you pussy. <laughs> like, but the kids <laughs> hear this now and sadly they'll be 40 bumping whatever the fuck they're into today that I think is absolute dog shit. Yeah. It's, it's just an... I see it as a normal evolution of what's popular in the moment. And most things that are popular with young kids is extremely fucking stupid. That's like uh, one of the most horrifyingly sad videos I saw of uh, kids reacting to Slipknot. And it's this hurts like, my ears. <laughs> why, why can't you create real music like Limp Biscuit? I was Ooh. like, oh, fu- wow. Uh, yeah, that, that, I, di- I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I didn't either. <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, Freddie Durst. Yeah. Uh, another thing that went down while we were off air that we would have for sure talked about is somehow these big brainiacs that operate, you know, the way that this country functions found a way. I didn't think it was possible. We've talked numerous times on this podcast uh, about this state and how shitty it is, but somehow. Our grand overlords have found a way to make Ohio even shittier (laughs) in a very new and creative way (laughs) that I didn't think that was really in the cards for 2023. But yeah, train derailments that they then uh, detonate with fucking chemicals that yeah. i wouldn't want to be within 200 miles of yeah let's just burn it yeah yeah let's burn it well, man. it was gonna be a slow burn yeah. and then we figured that that would get people a little upset 
So we just decided to make it really, really, really big <laughs> and extremely mushroom like, cloud big, exponentially yeah. worse. Um, just a bunch of people getting peeved over PVC. Yeah, it's uh, not anything you want in your air, water, or no. lungs. Which is why they usually put it in a fucking train car. <laughs> but I don't know. Every And then immediately everybody starts getting into their whole fucking like, well, it's because Trump took away something about transportation and that's why it happened. And then other people are like, actually, no, that thing, uh, <laughs> those brakes that caused the malfunction were actually a part of Obama. And I'm like, look, man, trains derail all the fucking time in this country. Oh, Most yeah. people aren't aware of it, much like weather balloons and other apparatus that are floating up in the fucking sky above your head. Well, it's it's There's, all of them's fault. There's man. shit. This know, shit look, happens look, all the I, goddamn I know, time. But the, the railways and everything—that's all of them's fault. Every one of them. They uh, they all talk about infrastructure and shit, dude. Our shit is falling the fuck apart. And it has been for years, and nobody gives a fuck. This had nothing to do with infrastructure, though. This one, this particular train derailment didn't. Most of them, yes. It's, um, and I don't really know if it's possible to not have this happen in most instances. Is most of the time that the track just buckles yeah. due to expansion or contraction, or you know, if it goes like, for example, here, it's been in the fucking eighties, uh, but like two weeks ago, it was like it was nine four. degrees. Yeah, so. <laughs> And you can't inspect every inch of track before or after every train goes by. So you kind of just roll the dice. You know, a little bit's going to get spilled and you just keep moving. It's normal. Now, the only thing that's different or egregious in this setting is they typically don't decide to detonate their own to fucking wreckage. Blow it yeah. up. Yeah. That was a little odd. <laughs> yeah, that, it, it was. It was really strange because I thought for sure when it first happened, and they were talking about the chemicals and shit that were in there. I thought mm-hmm. for sure they would send those helicopters in there that fucking Just can douse lift the whole. No, earth, that can yeah. lift, you know, a train car. Mm-hmm. They can actually lift a train car and get it away from the train and sit it down in a fucking field yeah. or something and get the chemicals off of the fucker. You know, I mean, how hard would that have been? It couldn't have been that hard to do that. So I got a good buddy of mine. Uh, who worked who still works for the railroad uh industry and for years and years and years he was a track inspector which a big part of his job was going and repairing uh tracks that had buckled and replacing you know all the different mechanisms that keep trains on the fucking tracks and when he wasn't doing that he was uh repairing crash sites where derailments happened and he was doing that fucking constantly Every other week, he'd call me up from a different location. He was only in the southeast, right? And every two to three weeks, he would. I, I got to go to Florida, or not? Ah, got to go up to West Virginia, or shit, I'm in Tennessee. This one's really bad. I can't believe this one isn't making the news. There was far more times he would tell me, uh, you know, where he was, and I'm like, oh, what happened there? He's like, what? How the fuck don't you know? Because most of the time, these accidents and train derailments happen in the middle of absolute nowhere. Where they can burn for two, three weeks, and it's no harm, no foul. Um, but I haven't talked to him. I need to do that, and I should call him up and ask him if uh, what's his take on how this was handled. Like, was this just normal? But because it was mishandled as far as cleanup, that it got really fucking out of hand. That's what I think, anyway. I don't think that this would have been any different than any other train derailment handling hazardous material. Um, 
if they just hadn't blown the fucker up. Yeah. But. Well, I love the mass overreaction of the whole thing. I'm not saying that, you know, they should have done what they did uh, or handled it the way they did. It's just uh, hilarious to me that people, you know, they people try to explain you want your houses and everything else produced cheaply. Mm. Therefore, we use cheap shit to do it. But then when that fucks up, you want to blame everybody but yourselves for wanting to buy the cheap shit. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the economical means of having a society like sometimes the shit that's required to do it uh, makes a mess <laughs> this time. I will say this. There's hyperbole going everywhere. They're saying, oh, it's, it's the church. It's the Chernobyl of America. No, it fucking ain't. It's bad. But it ain't Chernobyl. Like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. That train accident site isn't going to be fucking tainted for 10,000 years. Like, <laughs> I think we can back off on that one. Um, but it was interesting that uh, Biden seemed to not have any interest to, uh, in going to it. Instead, he was like, nah, bro, got to go see my boys in Ukraine. Uh, fuck Ohio. So <laughs> that's not me. That's well, the president. Well, you know, we'll see what happens in the election. With that, <laughs> you know, so. I haven't, I have a. You know, they say Ohio is like one of those indicator states, like that yeah. where Ohio goes, yeah. so does whatever. I don't see a lot of blue votes going, uh, or a lot of votes going blue in Northeast Ohio. And in all serious, uh, in all sincerity, I hope that uh, all of our listeners up there are okay. We only like sure. making fun of your state because it's too goddamn easy. Yeah, it's fucking mm-hmm. horrible. That, that That's a... Anytime chemicals are, you know, like the BP spill in the Gulf, man, that shit was fucking, I mean, that's still fucking everything up. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. There's no way a fucking oil rig that's under, what was it, 1,600 feet of water, some shit like that. There's no way that shit can fucking flow out of there for, what was it, 96 days? You know far or, more about or, this than I do. Yeah. It was not easy. Hell, it might have even been longer than that. Um, and just pouring oil out of there. Yeah. And then they go in and they spray that shit in there that they say eats the oil. It doesn't eat the oil. It actually makes the oil sink. It sinks it. Yeah, just and stay so, down to the bottom oil. So there's, dude, there, this, the fish and the wildlife in, in the Gulf of Mexico will never recover from that. It'll never recover. Yeah, people can talk. They can say, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine." Well, yeah, eat eat a couple of shrimp out of the Gulf of Mexico and tell me how you feel tomorrow. We all have. Yeah, that's the thing. I, 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 I think it is fine. I, um. I, I, I don't <laughs> think it is. I don't. I mean, especially oil, any petroleum, yeah, based anything. Yeah, I know this. I've done this my whole life. Anything that is petroleum based that you fucking put in there to thin out a petroleum based product mm-hmm. is fucking just as bad as the petroleum-based product that you're putting it on sure it's just as bad well i just see it as everything has a half-life and so much time has gone by i'm not i'm not worried about eating shrimp that yeah. i've already eaten unknowingly because nobody knows where the fuck their food comes from yeah. so i guarantee you we've already eaten plenty of it don't most materials though contain petroleum at this point in time yeah i mean our plastics and just i mean everything to a degree contains petroleum yeah but not the ocean <laughs> Not, what? not yeah, the fucking no. Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, yeah, I mean it does now. Yeah, now it does. Now it was it bad, but I mean, if we if we literally just went through every human disaster, human slash natural. I don't know how you 
categorize that. It's kind of a natural disaster because it fucked up an ecosystem. Well, I, think, yeah. I think anytime you look at an ecosystem, it's a man-made natural disaster. When, there you, we go. when you look at the Valdez, all right, this is this will be my this will be a good comparison. The Exxon Valdez in fucking Alaska. Mm-hmm. When that shit went into what was it, St. George Sound or whatever up up there, that shit still has not recovered. Now that shit happened when you guys were kids. Yeah. Um, so this shit happened in the Gulf of Mexico was far worse than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, ten times worse than that. Yeah. And uh so if if that shit hadn't recovered in Alaska still to this day. There's no way the Gulf of Mexico is going to recover in our lifetime. There's no way. Possibly. Uh, the argument could also be there's less desire to fix Alaska because there's nobody fucking there. Yeah. And there's far more reason to go, hey, if we have oil washing up on the Gulf Coast of Mexico all the way down to fucking uh, the Keys, we're going to have a real big financial hit, far bigger than whatever's going to happen in Alaska. I'm just saying... I could see that being where they put more resource. I know I, I got a good personal friend of mine that was heavily involved in doing the cleanup afterwards, all in the Louisiana area in the Mississippi Delta and um, everything that came from him. Yeah, it was a, it was bad. It was very, very, very fucking bad, but he's like, yeah, certain aspects will never be the same, but all in all, it's pretty much put back the way it was as far as we should be concerned. Yeah. And he's not a, and he works for environmental, uh, not even agencies, but groups. So, well, I, I just think environments or environmentalists should, uh, you know, bask in the fact that our planet is such that, uh, if we fuck with it enough, it will just, you know, swat at us like a gnat, shake us all off. And then continue spinning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's resilient. We are not. Yeah. Uh, and the most layman way to put it is I see it as like in the grand scheme of things, something from the earth uh, came to the top of earth um, <laughs> in, a, in an amount that it probably wouldn't naturally, but it knows how to deal with it. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's anything that mother earth can't figure out how to adjust to. But anyway, on to more things that happened when we weren't talking into these here microphones. Uh, and these are only, uh, obviously, there's tons of shit. Like, I, I, I can't keep up with everything. But something that we would have definitely talked about on this podcast was uh, the Tyree Nichols situation with the Memphis PD. Oh, yes. That, uh, huh, you know, now that I'm bringing it up, I don't think I've really heard much about that since... You and I, Doug, first talked about right. it the day that the body cam came out. Yep. I wonder why. I think it might be because of a topic that we will cover later in this episode that we've already hinted at. But obviously the story is Tyree Nichols, a black man, uh, had an encounter with multiple Memphis police officers, the vast majority of them black. Uh, but the main ones in the center of this story are the, the five, the Memphis five. Mm. Um, police officers that, well, they beat the fuck out of them. And then I think it was three days later, Tyree Nichols died allegedly because of the injuries he sustained during his encounter with, uh, his, his ass beating that he got by the cops. And, uh, yeah, 
doesn't look good. <laughs> Probably had nothing to do with all the drugs in the system, I'm sure. Did he? I thought he I thought that's something you told me. Oh. I might be completely incorrect then. I don't recall. I don't even know if there were. Mm. I would have I pretty sure I would have remembered that. Oh, okay. And I, I don't think that was the issue. I think the issue was resisting arrest. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that that old uh, thing that happens in every use of force video that goes wildly out of fucking control. One of these days, uh, we'll either just stop having police altogether, or society will understand that uh, police have the authority to whip your ass, and you can not like it all fucking day. And you can say a cab and abolish the police, and you can burn down cities, but. Guess what? You're just going to give them more of a reason to have more powers extended to them. But they so, can't beat you to death. Well, he wasn't dead when they were finished with him. He died as a result days later. My thing is, look, it ain't good, but the the natural reflex and the natural reaction is anytime anyone watches videos where use of force is applied, it's uh it's jarring as it should be. Yeah. Any anytime we see humans at the at the receiving end of an ass whooping, it's gonna get your attention. That's why there's so many videos online of random people beating the fuck out of each other. But here's the thing: when I see random videos of or people, sorry, when I see videos of random people beating the fuck out of each other, I don't immediately go, "Hey, whoever the aggressor is in this, we just need to take that entire group of people and fucking get rid of them from society." I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if I started thinking like that, I might be called uh, <laughs> a lot of things. That's yeah. all I'm saying. But for whatever reason, uh, you see a, a uniform on and you think that they should not be able to whip your ass. Uh, and to what degree is an ass whooping too much? I would say in this case, there were numerous examples of that being too much. I think, sure. the, kicks to, I think the kicks to the head were too <clears throat> much. I think holding him up while the other guy was teeing off on his chin was too much. Yes. Yeah. While at the same time, I think that uh, him sitting on the ground for 20 seconds, not just giving up and fighting his fucking fight in a court of law was also too much. I think all of it was fucking too much. Yeah, I think it's too much to be stopped by the cops and then they have to catch up with you a few blocks later to where they're pissed the fuck off that they had to chase you. Yeah, this isn't anything new. Yeah. Chris Rock did the whole thing about how not to get your ass whipped by the police. And uh, he goes, if you run from the cops, you're going to get an ass whooping at the end of that. Like, yeah. you just, this isn't anything that should be new or like dumbfounding. Uh, you can make all the fucking calls you want about reform and doing all that and whatever i don't care well it's um, just that i mean placing the onus on one side of the over the other is ridiculous it's like both part or both sides of the coin uh should have done things differently yeah and so gather your takeaways shut the fuck up and move on with your life yeah like you can apply that to just about any situation though like oh, road yeah. rage to yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, just about any situation. Yeah. yeah. If if it's it, you know, it's the old cooler heads prevail thing. You know. Yeah. It's um, de-escalation. You know, they're mm -hmm. supposed to be teaching that, and I guess they're not learning it. I mean, obviously, they're not learning it. It didn't but, escalate to a gun. Yeah. I mean, no, a, no, I know. There's but, a lot of there's a lot of <clears throat> tools that could have been used by the police. 
that they didn't, that they were well within their rights to do early on, that they didn't. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. When you see a video like that, it's too easy just to jump on the side of this is murder. The cops killed him. Uh, You know, they're... It doesn't matter what Tyree did. He didn't deserve that. And that's all well and good. But you're missing all of the points in that event that could have been avoided. And Tyree, sorry, dude. Like, I hate that you died, but you had some say in how that ass whooping was going to end up. Um, there's a very simple, and I know it's like, I, I can hear, I can hear some of the audience cringing right now. Like, oh, what? Just comply? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it goes exactly into the same as we were talking about with road rage. Yes. It's like, I don't know. Do you want to really stand your ground on the side of the road with a bunch of people that you then have to put your life in their hands and trust that they're not going to take it? I don't know, man. That just seems like a really stupid fucking gamble. Yeah. yeah. And with video after video, year after year of seeing uh, what the cops are allowed to do, why would you test that? That just seems like a very low ability to establish self-value like i don't i don't know what you're going for there you were outnumbered and uh you're on camera so like just yeah just comply well and what how do you think that it's going to end that they're just gonna go oh well we can't find them i well, guess yeah, uh, yeah you, uh, <clears throat> you know you don't run from the cops yeah i mean it's very rare that someone runs from the cops and gets away now it has happened i've actually seen it happen but uh it, it happens it's, a it's, decent but, amount but but it, but, uh, it, but it and it usually involves a motorcycle that's that's usually <laughs> the best way to evade uh police is on a motorcycle i mean uh, everybody i've ever seen successfully do it has done it on a motorcycle it's either and it's either they get away uh, or yeah. they're splattered, you know, they're all, splattered over the all over the road yes <laughs> that's it that's it there's no there's no in between <laughs> so and that's the gamble you and take. so i mean if you're yeah it, it, that is i mean and, and if they've got you they've got you man mm-hmm. i mean just fucking give in and say hey you got me yeah because you know? whether you you like it or not or agree with it or not the conditions as they currently stand are that it is perfectly legal and cops are trained to use force to comply a suspect to uh, to to surrender into custody. Right. And surprise, surprise, if everybody just gave up and, you know, succumbed to the arrest, there wouldn't be any use of force training that police would ever have to go under. They they're, wrote a song about this, too. They're not training them to whip your ass because they just have extra, you know, energy and time on their fucking hands. It's because most people don't want to get arrested. Yeah. But when yeah. the jig is up, uh, the jig is fucking up. And if you decide, no, it ain't, they're going to prove to you it is. Just listen to the song, I Fought the Law, and the law won. That's all you have to listen to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, it sucks. And if, if all of a sudden we want to put in these new mandates where uh, resisting arrest and running away from cops gives you no additional penalties well then guess what we're gonna get more of a lot more resisting arrest and running from cops right which fine that'll make the cops numbers way better they'll be killing a lot less people but they'll be running into fucking uh normal people's areas (laughs) and causing other the unintended consequences will be worse for the general public just here to tell you that it's a fucking it's a it's a trade-off well they've got to be able to do their job i mean i've i've never had I've never had any problem with the cops being able to do their job. I've never had any problem with that. Like, you know, 
remember you know, remember when the dude was shooting the cops in in Texas? Yeah, in Dallas. Uh, yeah, yeah, and um, and they, I mean, it was, and and then the bomb went off, and oh. you know, I mean. I'm sure the cops did that, you know. Oh, I fuck mean, yeah, they were they, they, they were had like the yeah. little robot go in and just fucking blow Send his the robot ass in to and end him. And yeah. yeah, and I agreed with that completely. I mean, my God, he was in there picking off cops, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, if you kill them, they will kill you back. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have no problem with them doing their job. It's just how, and and it's just like what you said. How far is too far yeah. when they're doing their job? And you know? that's arbitrary. And it, it, because it here's is, the thing: but, if Tyree didn't die. It wouldn't be a story. Uh, it would just be another night in Memphis. Also, another thing, if you remove the uniforms from those cops, it's also just another night in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Sad to say, but that's the state of affairs in a lot of that city. Um, another thing that I will say, because I know how this is coming across. Uh, anybody who says anything other than fuck the popo, then you're a bootlicker. Uh, I don't give a fuck what you call me. I will say this. Cops were wildly undertrained for that type of an event. Now, what came out later was they were part of like the Scorpion Squad. They were part of the they were the jump out boys. They were the the guys who went after gang members, actual violent criminals. These weren't regular traffic beat cops. So in their minds, when something gets escalated, they immediately jump into the mode that they know. Um, And that's why you don't have gang task force guys handling traffic stops. Right. But you get gang task force guys handling traffic stops when nobody else wants to be a fucking cop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when nobody else who does have a good handle on not escalating things to the point of unnecessary death, uh, when they don't want to be a part of this, because what's the fucking benefit? Any Anything they do uh, will get will only get them legally in trouble. So what's, who the fuck would sign up for that? Only people who don't give a fuck about kicking your ass. Yeah. <laughs> the, this is a self-inflicted wound on us as a society. And I don't think most people's reaction to this is going to lead to any betterment for anyone. So well, sh- this, chalk it up to yet another shitty situation all around <laughs> for everyone involved. <laughs> I just don't understand the notion, though, that you're going to handle it there right on the side of the road. I just find it more convenient to go whatever you say, officer, and then show up with a lawyer later yeah. and, and go talk to them. I've got nothing to say. Yeah, because here's the thing. If if in the 20 seconds he was sitting on the ground before the cops even had him under any level of attempted control um, and he just gave up and was arrested, he probably and he, he probably gets a ticket or whatever for whatever infraction caused the initial stop, which is another part that they're leaving out of this all this entire thing. Is there the initial write up for the uh, reason for the stoppage slash arrest? They won't release that for some reason because it would likely, in my opinion, justify the heightened level of vigor that he was treated with right out of the gate. Uh, because trust me, if it if it did the opposite, they would release that. Instead, they're just acting like there was no reason for this. There was no reason whatsoever. And it's like, mm. well, it is interesting that the body cam that they released doesn't show anything that led up to it. It yeah. just starts with that. And uh, and anytime that happens, I'm immediately skeptical. Yeah. Immediately. Because you're trying to paint a picture. You're trying to, you know... Further a narrative, and I, I don't have I don't have any interest in that whatsoever. You know who won't be painting pictures anytime soon? Tyree. Don Lemon. Oh, what's going on with him? Uh oh. 
Well, you know, he did the the thing on the show where, you know, talked about uh, Haley, Nikki Haley. Oh, that she she's wasn't out of in her, her prime. prime. <laughs> and it pissed all the women on the show off. So now he's off the show. Oh, no shit. He's not on the show anymore. And Whoops. now it, it looks like he could lose his job. That's what it's looking like. It's looking like CNN. I mean, because, dude. They the need guy, a reason to get him off the yeah, TV yeah, anyway. They, but they, you they, can't fire a gay black man. Yeah. You painted yourself into a, right. a cultural uh, corner. Right. And so you got to wait until he just does something stupid, which, by the way, uh, could have been any day. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does stupid shit <laughs> well, every day. He, he didn't lose his job when he said, I'd rather live around white people. No, that was back when it wasn't. Uh, it, it didn't It didn't matter because race wasn't a thing back then. Oh, okay. The, Sorry the about cool, that. clean year of 2012 before we got all hyper racialized but yeah he's got uh he's got a lot of shit going on right now well so. good for him yeah i hope uh, he lands on his feet like chris cuomo yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey did y'all know that the f- there was a fucking super bowl that fucking happened while we were uh, not recording oh what's um, that i remember uh i remember a halftime thing that was truly truly disturbing oh do yes. do tell oh it was just the halftime show at the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was disturbing. Yeah. And yeah, what was disturbing? It, it was disturbing. And it was uh, disturbing because... Uh, here we... Okay. One thing, we had a pregnant woman <laughs> grabbing her crotch and licking her hand. That's pretty disturbing. Yeah. But uh, not only that, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, she could have uh, She could have just stayed home. Oh, my one. God. Rihanna. Honest, a bit lady. barefoot, maybe in a kitchen. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, potentially <laughs> cooking dinner. I don't know, but uh, but no, I, I was not a fan of the halftime show. But I've got to say, one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in a long time. Really? Yes. Really good game. Very okay. good game. Uh, we'll do game talk here in just a quick sec. I, I, I honestly, when I thought of bringing up the Super Bowl, I didn't even have the halftime show anywhere in my memory bank because it was just to me. Another Super Bowl halftime show. It's going to be uh, an artist that I don't listen to. They're not in my uh, my my Spotify playlist. By the way, no, but no artist is because I don't have a Spotify playlist. But, you know, that's what the kids say. Uh, she's not in the rotation. I don't listen to Rihanna. I'm fucking 40. What, what self-respecting 40-year-old white man is listening to Rihanna by himself? That, Mark Aram. Don't answer. <laughs> but I, thought, I just watched the I watched the halftime show and thought to myself, boy, Lizzo's lost weight. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> no, that would be impossible. Uh, uh, and never say that about Rihanna. That's harsh. Yeah, she, Rihanna's she, way hotter. Yeah. I, I got to stand up. Yeah. I, I, gotta, I, I can't let that go. Yeah, no, I, I can't either. <laughs> I think for a Super Bowl halftime show, for what they have been for a long time, this was just yet another in a line of said Super Bowl halftime shows. I didn't think it was that great. I thought for what you... They did the best they could with what they were working with, that being a pregnant woman. Right. I didn't know she was pregnant until yeah. this, the, until the fucking halftime show. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I, I was actually surprised that they had her that high I up. elevated up. Yeah, I was like, I know. She, bitch, she's fucking Is pregnant. She pregnant? <laughs> yeah. That chick's pregnant, man. She's but, putting that child in danger. But I thought, you know, okay, if we're going to get into, like, was it entertaining? sure i guess i don't i still will never understand but i've never understood the need for so many goddamn dancers to me you're not adding anything you're a distraction uh just like we were talking about with tyree nichols when is it too when does it go too far when you have a football field full of fucking dancers 
uh, is when you know you have too many fucking dancers. I think they should go back to the fucking the old Super Bowl back in the day, fucking marching band. Have a marching, have the have Georgia's marching band. They're they're the national champions. Have them have their marching band play at the Super Bowl. Whoever's the national ch- college champion that year, have their fucking marching band play at the Super Bowl for halftime. I mean, that's a thought. Yeah. I, you know, that's, I, I have no problem being entertained, and I have no problem with the showmanship of the whole thing. Uh, doesn't bother me at all. I don't care. Rihanna went and did her thing. Don't don't give a shit. Yeah, it was weird seeing a pregnant woman twerking. That was something. That was, and dude, the thing with the crotch and flicking the head, and I was like, oh, oh you're pregnant, baby. All I, all I know is uh, I hope that Mike Judge, now it's probably pretty expensive to get the rights to the Super Bowl halftime videos, but I hope that Mike Judge allows Beavis and Butthead to do a review of what they think the halftime show right. was, and I hope it just leads to further entertainment. I thought it was fine. Wanting for me. I'm not in that demo. Our time has passed. It's been years and years and years before anybody consulted any of us in our age group what the fuck should be at the halftime show. Do you remember any of the commercials? No. And I'll say this, and I hope I don't trounce what you're about to say. I have felt for a long time that the legacy of the Super Bowl commercial died like back in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. To me, they haven't been, or maybe that was the peak. I'll say it that way. I feel like maybe Super Bowl commercials, the Budweiser Frogs, and all that shit was like the peak of like creativity mm-hmm. with commercials. Ever since like the e-commerce level commercials with the talking baby came up that we were supposed to be like, oh, wow, it's a deep fake. Um, we didn't know what a deep fake was at the time, but that's what it was. It kind of slowly started to feel like just any other commercials that would come out. So uh, I, the Breaking none, Bad, you didn't like that one? Oh, with the <laughs> chips? Yeah. I thought that was fine. That was good. I thought that was fine. Will I think, Ferrell, when, that yeah. was good <laughs> with, the, with the truck. I don't know if I remember that one. Huh? You don't, you don't remember the Will Ferrell one when he's driving the truck through the fucking different movies? No. Different, oh, no? Well, that's yeah. the thing is like they don't jump out to me the way they did. They don't. I'm also I, I, a jaded old fuck at this point. Like I'm so I'm watching the game and I'm just looking at it going, you know, uh, from a game standpoint, is it going the way I think it did? And then when it jumps to commercial, because there's so many just normie commercials mixed in that I'm not like I used to s- sit and wait and watch the commercials. Now mm-hmm. I might be up walking around. I might miss half of them. I got to say the most powerful commercial that I saw on mm-hmm. the Super Bowl this year was for Jesus. Oh yeah, the uh, he, get, was, he gets us. Yeah, that I'm, was dude. Those pictures, man. That the way they did that, the way they did that commercial was fucking. I'm not gonna lie. I, was when I first watched it and I saw the pictures and all like the recreations of the riot footage because uh, some of them were they, they were actors yeah. doing stand-in stuff. Yeah, some of it was real, but some of it wasn't. At first, I was like, "Oh, here we go. Here's now they're trying to globo homo Jesus, right?" And uh, but I was wrong. I got to be honest, I was wrong, and I didn't even do the homework. My buddy, shout out Justin Campbell over at Fact Check This Podcast, uh, did a whole article on his Substack, which I will link in the show description, uh, where he, he he saw the same thing, and he was like, huh, some something's behind this. This is, to get a Super Bowl ad, yeah. um, yep. costs money, and this is, okay, who's behind this? Because he had the initial thought I had. Like, this is probably some nefarious shit because I don't trust it. No, now they're trying to invoke God during a Super Bowl um, and, and talk about social justice. I didn't like it immediately. He looked into the organization and they're actually like legit 
just normal Christians yeah. that just mm-hmm. want to get Jesus back in the conversation. Totally respect that. Yeah. And uh that's a powerful commercial, man. So it really I was, was. Damn it. I got at, at the end of it when I saw it and it said Jesus, you know, I was like, wow. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Now in a day where we're replacing, you know, everything religious with politics, yeah, I completely support that message. Yeah, it's wholesome, you know, stop killing each other, stop fighting each other. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus loved your enemy. Yeah, if- your people killed Jesus. Oh. Yeah, well. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and this is why we won't let him run the show. Exactly. <laughs> you killed Jesus, you fucker! <laughs> you Jesus killer! Oh, <laughs> uh, we were talked into it by Romans. To be fair, oh my god! Oh, but no, yeah, Super Bowl commercials. Uh, I do remember that one. I just remember at the time I didn't. I didn't like it because my my antenna went up, and right. I was like, "This is probably bullshit." And uh, I would have ignorantly come on this podcast and sound like a well, an ignorant, an ignorant. <laughs> I'm on the good. Sh- I'm on the best show to be ignorant. It's kind of in the title, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm just making a note to. Uh, to okay, now just- now let's get to the game. Yeah. Okay. Shoot. All right. I thought the game was great. I thought it was a great game. Like I said, I think it was one of the, I think it was one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in a while. I mean, now the Super Bowl, when was it? Three years ago? Four years ago? Who the fuck was it? Uh, fuck, I can't even remember who the fuck was in it, but it was a good one, too. All I know is uh, the Chiefs have been in like three of the last six or something like that. Yeah. And so they need to go away. I'm already tired of them. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I had Philly winning. I did, too. Of course. I think everybody had Philly winning. Yeah. A lot of people did. Yeah. And... And that's not just being quite like on uh, on clock management, a show that I'm on Wednesdays, 8 p.m. on YouTube. Uh, I called for Mr. Plugs. I called for Philly winning because I wanted Philly, the city, to burn. (laughs) And I I thought that the best way for that to happen would be a Super Bowl win because last time they won it, they were out there eating horse shit, literally. I'm not even eating eating horse patties. And uh, tearing shit up. Well, it turns out they don't have to win. They still will do that. <laughs> they will still destroy things, smoke bo- like it was a it was a baby riot. But it was yeah. It, well, they, they didn't let me down. Philly's gonna Philly. That's true. Yeah. And now I just look back and go, oh, dude, this is awesome. This is so fucking awesome for me, an Atlanta sports fan. Uh, the Phillies went to the World Series and fucking lost. <laughs> the Eagles. Had one of the best years they've had in my lifetime, probably since the early 2000s with McNabb and T.O. Yeah, yep. They make it to the Super Bowl, and they lose. Huh, huh. So, just make, it warms my petty sports heart. It's half the reason why I like sports. It's, a, it, it's an avenue for pettiness, of which I will lean into. Got no problem with that. So, um, I'm happy with the outcome, but I'll be honest, I didn't see it coming. One thing I'll say, the game was great. Good. It was a good game. It was a fine game. Some are saying the best. <laughs> I I won't glob on to the hate that the game got at the end due to the holding call. Right. Uh you you can you can argue if whether or not that pass was catchable and if therefore there should have been a penalty flag thrown at all for holding because that's that's how the game was being played. I don't remember any penalties before that, to be honest. It was a clean game, which I like to see. 
in all games, but much less the Super Bowl. But the amount of people that were like, oh, the refs are in on it and it's fucking scripted. It's fucking. I haven't heard the amount of fucking times this NFL season I heard that the game is scripted. I've never heard to the degree as this year mm-hmm. that everything's pre-written and there's blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm like, dude. And, and they're serious. They're actually fucking serious about this. Like, I would say it as a goof just to kind of make up for a bad call that I made on like, oh, I, I thought the Bills were going to go to the Super Bowl, which I did. They didn't. Oh, well, therefore, it must be scripted and they just want the Chiefs to win. That's that's a level of pettiness that, I don't know. I like pettiness to be in the form of a joke, not like actual seriousness, like where people are like, it was fucking rigged, man. They fucking rigged it. Well, they, I, took, they stole I, it. From I, I wonder how much of that, of, of the... Uh, I wonder how much of the Bills, uh, you know, Cleveland game. I wonder how much, or Cincinnati. I wonder how much that had to do with the Bills' mindset. You know, I don't know for not winning to go into the Super Bowl. There's because mm. you, you know that was a that that had to fuck with them. You know, well after they lost, it did. Yeah, yeah. But to get to play them at home, if anything, everything's on their side. You, you get a chance to face the team that almost killed your teammate. It's in the playoffs. You're at home. You haven't been to the Super Bowl since the early 90s. Like You got the momentum behind you. The whole fucking country, even non-sports fans, were pulling for you because the shadowy figure that we're supposed to believe was DeMar Hamlin was up there giving the fucking hand salute that everybody thinks is the Illuminati, and so now he's part of the global homo fucking globalist agenda. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but you had everything. You had a tailwind. You had the fucking... <laughs> it was all in front of you, and you pissed down your leg. Yeah, yeah. Now, for the record, I do believe that was Demar Hamlin. I, I think that the conspiracy theorists, look, look, we like to lean into it because it's funny. But seriously, guys, you guys are fucking retarded. <laughs> like, I get the skepticism. I was skeptical. I was like, why the fuck is he face covered up, wearing sunglasses, not saying anything to the media? They're shielding him in a very awkward way. Um, but he's still alive. You know, he's been given plenty of things. I, they said I, he's going to play next year. I just think it was a cultural difference where it's cool to be, you know, mm-hmm. fucking hooded up and like, yeah, dog, whatever, you know, just that shit that I can't speak on as a white man. I well, just well, I the, just think that uh, he wasn't. Uh, the only thing I, I don't know, the, my only my last word on the Super Bowl is for for two teams that I get didn't give a fuck about. It was a great game. Yeah. It was I, g- I gave no shit either way. It it wasn't a blowout, and it was a clean mm-hmm. game, and uh, I'm not bothered at all that well, Philly lost. I do want to point out something you did state, though, about that game, mm-hmm. and that was that you did state, you know, the entire game, it appeared that the refs were letting them play, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, they make a major call. Right the at end. the crucial yeah. end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean... That can, that is easy where that does lend to the uh, you know narrative that it's a scripted thing. I mean, it's hard when you've got people like Pat McAfee going, I don't know, you're not doing much to make people believe that it's not. That's true. But I'll be honest, I really hope it was that- a fucked up call, though. I, I I believe it. I, I thought the call was, was legit. I just think you let that one slide because you've been letting them slide all fucking yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when the Philly defender came out and said, yeah, it was holding, but I thought I could get away with it because he hadn't been calling it all fucking game. And at the end of a Super Bowl, as a ref, you just don't do that. Yeah. 
technically speaking, by the book, by the rule, whatever, and the guy admits it, yeah, sure, whatever, flag. But here's the thing. If he doesn't throw that flag, what likely happens is uh, Kansas City goes out, still kicks the same field goal, just from a little further back, and then you give, uh, or no, Kansas City does that, and then you give Philly about a minute and a half, maybe a little less, to try to get within uh, field goal range and send it over time, making it even potentially top five Super Bowl all time. So I think that we were kind of robbed from that. But I, the Chiefs were putting it on them. That fourth quarter, the Chiefs were just yeah, they were slapped their dick on the table and made yeah. everybody look at it. Like I don't think they were going to lose that game call, no call. But the people just immediately saying, because of call, game is fake, I can't go there. And I really hope that Pat McAfee is uh, people stop looking at him as the brain trust of <laughs> how we are supposed to ingest football. He's an entertainer. Sure. Don't let him start like the the boy has too many feet and too many britches is all I'm saying. And that ain't even that ain't even a saying that no one says because it don't make no sense. But when I'm talking about McAfee, <laughs> that kind of fits. Well, I, I mean, it's it's still worth noting when someone who played the sport in the industry that we are talking about he was does a, come he was, out against it. He was a kicker. True. I, I'm sorry. I don't know how many kickers, and or not even kicker, he was a punter. I don't know how many punters I want to sit down and have the game <laughs> broken down to X's and O's and what the refs should and shouldn't be doing. I'm, it's kind of like, yeah, sorry, don't really want to hear from you on this one. It's like you don't want to hear from the third string guy on uh, fucking fill in the blank sport on how the game's really supposed to go down. Like, so why would a punter all of a sudden be like somebody we listen to? Just be entertaining, but I don't have to get your take. There's so many other people uh, who have to know the game better than you that have a different take. And I'm sorry, I'm just probably going to listen to them. As far mm-hmm. as like the breakdown of like what actually went on here, hell, he he even acknowledges it. He has. Different position players come on to break down different aspects of the game because he's like, I'm a fucking punter. So I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm just I'm just listening to you. Yeah. And that is to not listen to you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, football's over. Kinda. XFL's going. Haven't seen a single second, but allegedly that's a thing. And then we have the USFL coming back, I think, in April. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. So I guess there's still football out there if you are really a degenerate gambler <laughs> or something. I don't know. I don't think I'll be watching the XFL. No, doesn't really get me interested in football. Football just shouldn't be happening in spring and summer. It's just fucking weird. I'm a big thumbs down on all this additional football. um, That's not tied to the NFL at all. They're, they're playing for something that I immediately should give a shit about, but I just can't. Why don't we just combine football with NASCAR? You know, they're just driving them play in the infield. Exactly. Yes. Okay. All right. While they're racing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. There you go. Oh, we have a Eric Carr going going into the infield and took out half the fucking took out the secondary. <laughs> half the Steelers bench has been killed. You thought Demar Hamlin was bad? Yeah, those guys aren't getting up. Half the Steelers bench has been killed. Oh man, in a tragic. You'll just accident. have a bunch of white people pretending they didn't mean to hit the black guy. Well, we know that there will be uh, a heightened amount of nooses in the uh, in the garage bay. <laughs> God, you guys remember that? That was fun. Oh yeah, that was that was a fun little the good whoopsies. old days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another thing that's been happening and is still currently happening. So now we are transitioning into what we are going to talk about for this episode. 
an hour and 18 minutes in. <laughs> Depending on how much editing we do. Sure. It might only be 45 minutes in. Yeah, I don't maybe, fucking know. Maybe. <laughs> Is uh, something I've been paying attention to. And from what I understand, a lot, well, 100% of the true crime communities watching with uh, confirmed bias all over the fucking place, confirmation bias, like the verdict's already in. Uh, I've been watching the Alec Murdoch murder double murder trial that i don't know how much we'll go in on this episode as far as breaking down that guy's a hoot i'm willing to go as far as you guys are willing to go because i've been balls deep in it uh because i've literally been listening to every day other than two days worth of the trial because it has fully supplanted my podcast intake i don't know a lot about the trial but i know a lot about the family so and if you want my full breakdown, I did over two hours of it this past Friday uh, on the Libertarian Podcast Review, episode 87. You can find that on YouTube. It'll also be linked in the show notes. This dude is just podcasting all uh, over the I'm place, a busy boy outside of this show. Just trying to spread the word. Full. And I keep, I, every time I'm on another show, I try to make a point of telling them about this show. And then I, in the back of my head, I'm like, uh... But also, you're going to have to wait for any future episodes. So, uh, this is a lawyer who actually listens to our show? Occasionally. Dear God. I I don't know if he... I don't know how often he listens, but uh, Tyler, if you're out there, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And uh, we could probably use some legal advice (laughs) at some point (laughs) to steer us in the right direction. I'll do my best to keep everything on good terms with him but no yes. we had a we had a great conversation uh i i don't know what he was expecting by having me on but i think i met or hopefully exceeded his expectations because i went in with the level of autism unbeknownst to even me i didn't know i knew what i knew to the degree that <laughs> is a, is taking up headspace but he had me on, and I didn't know. I thought it was just going to be a conversation. Like, don't you think it's fucking weird that they're doing this tactic or that tactic? Or they didn't ask about this, but they spent eight days on this dumb shit. No, he straight up kind of just guided me. And he was like, go. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, yeah, he had you clearing up aspects of the case that I didn't even know were a thing. And that's when I realized, oh, my God, I'm a I'm a true crying wine mom, and I probably need to get a hobby (laughs) but anyway so that trial's still going on it was originally slated to be a three-week trial but the goddamn judge is letting literally everything in the case and so now we're moving into week six uh as the time you're hearing this podcast hopefully the defense has rested and they're giving their closing arguments but it's been the longest most boring trial of all time which is a shame because the circumstances around the case itself are fascinating to the point where everybody has a theory and uh, all of them are kind of slightly different. But the only one that I just can't buy for a minute that I am way outnumbered, like it's bizarre. It's well over like 73 to 75% of all people that are answering polls online think he's fucking guilty. And if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, it's a highfalutin attorney in South Carolina, fourth generation, um, that is on that is standing trial for the double murder of his son Paul and wife Maggie. They were murdered 
outside of their dog kennels on their hunting property, which is a 1,700-acre plot of land. Uh, two different weapons were used, and it was a very brutal murder where both of them literally lost their heads due to firearms. Big, 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 big holes were put in both of their heads where Paul's brains left his head and plopped down right next to his feet. Isn't that lovely? Beautiful. Um, well, I've got my Christmas card figured out for the year. Oh, yeah. Here's a little brain water for you. Cheers. Nice. But anyway, like I said, I already went on and on and on about this trial, the ins and outs, the 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 who done it and what's been going on as far as the court case. But Dougie, do you have you been so you you're I was surprised you're even aware of it. I figured this would be a little niche thing, but they stopped Fox News for an entire day to show testimony. I was like, fuck, maybe this is a bigger thing than No, the dude, the dude was a prominent attorney in South Carolina, man, for years. Mm-hmm. And his his whole family is. I mean, his father was his grandfather started the shit. I think great grandfather. Yeah, great grandfather. Okay, well, and and I know that his family has got away with all kinds of shit over the years. Yeah, yeah. Um, his son Paul that got killed. Yeah, was drunk as fuck driving a boat and, yep. and killed a killed a girl. There's all these other crimes that are kind of surrounding this family. A uh, lot of deaths. And a lot of misdeeds financially. Uh, Alec, the the defendant and the father at the center of this murder trial, Dick the Doxy, is also facing ninety nine counts of uh, fraud, yeah, embezzlement, yeah, uh, like multi felonies, <laughs> all felonies, all of which are going to put him in prison for over a thousand years. Yeah, literally, yeah. like that's going to be the sentence is yeah. at least a thousand years. So, like, you're looking at that. There's nothing he can do. Well, actually, there is, and I, I would like to say this on on, on record. Uh, but in theory, there's nothing he can do to not see the inside of a jail cell for the rest of his natural-born life. And so everybody sees that and says, oh, well, then he's a shithead, shitty, you know, drug addict and liar and conniver and fucking embezzler fucked over his closest friends got his entire law firm shut down like yeah a real piece of shit a real prominent southern lawyer just a fucking a, a, a what a peach yes mm-hmm. and people see that and then go oh well obviously he did it there that's all i have to do is just say yep he did it because he did all these other things that he's owning up to under yeah. oath, on the record, on the witness stand, saying, "Yes, I stole that money. I frauded my friends. I'm a bad guy, but I didn't kill my wife and son." And it, it that now is starting to sway some people. There's there's a lot of people that just think he's guilty just because. Um, I'm not in that camp. I say not guilty, and I'm not saying he didn't have a hand in it. I'm not even saying he didn't do it. It's highly unlikely he did it, but I'm saying as far as the trial goes, how it's been handled, the burden of proof that is placed on the state, thank God, that the threshold that they have to hit before they take your rights away forever should be pretty fucking high. And everybody jumping to immediate he's guilty because I saw some documentaries and listened to some dumbasses podcasting. Yes, cell phone. I know that's us too. Uh, 
your your willingness to have somebody's rights stripped away because you were so easily swayed by emo- tugging at the emotional heartstrings uh, really is concerning. Very concerning to me. But it's also, I just see them as a bunch of dipshitted, emotionally, emotional responding uh, true crime fans, which for all the true crime that the true crime community listens to, they seem to be like, real pat on the back like i'm really inquisitive and and i can i can be a detective and i can solve things no you fucking can't you are literally led like a cow to slaughter in one direction that whoever's telling the story wants you to go down so that you end up with the same thought that the director or producer had before you even were aware of the case well and and most people usually focus on one single piece of evidence but everything else is thrown under the rug. It's, mm-hmm. it's never a cumulative uh, kind of overview of, I think he's guilty because of list. It's yeah. usually this one thing. It is the smoking gun. And then it's like, well, that's not what trials are based on. Yeah. And they literally don't have a smoking gun in this case. There's no murder weapons that were ever found. Mm-hmm. Uh there were a lot of lies told about this case that if you didn't keep up with the trial and you didn't know that those were lies, I totally understand why people think he was guilty. Um, the whole reason why this trial is even existing as it is with Alec being the defendant is because the lead investigator lied to the grand jury twice about evidence uh, that places him as being the trigger man. I'll, and I'll go over them quickly. I have all the audio that I could play to back it up, but it's slow and boring because this court case is the slowest, boringest shit I've ever heard. Um, he lied that uh, the not inspectors, fucking detectives, analysis, no. the, the lab oh, techs right. Labs, yeah. found blood splatter from Paul and I think Maggie, but uh, definitely Paul on the clothes they retrieved from Alec. That was a lie. The reporting actually says uh, DNA was found, but no blood. And I'm sorry, but you don't shoot somebody as close as Paul was shot with a 12-gauge shotgun that cleaves his fuck the back of his head, clean the fuck off, and shoots his brain and skull into the ceiling of this shed uh, and not have all of that biomatter raining down on you. You'd be covered in it. Mm-hmm. And it, the clothes that they tested uh, had no blood, but the lead investigator said uh, Paul's blood was found on his shirt. It it never was. And, that was a straight uh, up lie. Would it not be common to find uh, the DNA of your own family member on you? And that's why that that's another thing. Is like, yeah, uh, that's kind of that's kind of the deal. Is family members your dna is going to be found on each other yeah just kind of how that goes so dna means diddly fuck in this case so throw that out uh there's no blood okay well that's a problem the second thing he lied about as far as evidence the manner in which paul was killed with the shotgun rounds was first he was shot with buckshot in the chest and didn't die immediately Ooh. And he was shot so close that the wadding in the shotgun round was lodged un- in his armpit. Damn. 
fucking terrible. Yeah, but that didn't kill him. So he stumbled to the door, and then the second shot hit him, and the left shoulder went parallel to his shoulder, came up the back side of his head and just blew the whole fucking thing out. And that was with birdshot. Uh, and you got to be pretty fucking close for birdshot to have that impact. Um, and so that was, but they initially reported that it was a turkey load birdshot, which is a little heavier duty. Turns out later it wasn't. Um, that was another thing that was a whoopsies. The lead investigator lied and said that they had found multiple shotguns in Alex's home that was loaded in the same manner buckshot turkey shot even though turkey shot wasn't fucking used later on in the investigation he didn't know that yet but he lied which he can do he can lie uh it sucks it's not i mean it's a dirty game um but he also lied to the grand jury and he said we found multiple weapons with the same exact loadout that uh later was found he had to fess up and say we did not find any guns with that loadout and he, it's perjury. It's a fucking felony. Right. To a grand jury that is the one that indicts, that brings the trial. So without those two pieces of evidence, there's no trial. Because that was the evidence that were they were hoping was going to link them. They then had to change their story to GPS telemon, tel, telemetry. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Syllables. But... Anyway, that's a that's the quick and short of the longest case in the history of man. But uh, I'll say it right now: I don't think he'll be found guilty either. I think the jury is so goddamn tired and bored of this case. They're like, I don't fucking think he did it. Because if he did, this would have been a real quick boom, bam, bam. Now, did they wrap the financial stuff in with this? Yes. And so if that, he gets off, he gets off on everything. No. Oh. Okay then. No. Because here's the thing. He fessed up to 100% of the financial stuff in uh, this trial oh, okay. on the stand. Okay, so he's done there. So, yeah. So, this leads me to what I said earlier, where, like, in theory, there's no way he doesn't see the inside of a jail cell the rest of his fucking life. Except, here's what I think happened. Real quick. I don't think Alec killed his fucking family. I think it was a hit because, he, like I said, he was a drug addict for 20 years. He was... At a point, he had a $50,000 a week drug habit. Yeah. There's not a person alive that can ingest $50,000 worth of drugs a week. You'd be dead. So I think he was uh, laundering money for either the local drug gang, cartel, mixture of both. He, he was a known gambler. The amount of money he was embezzling from his firm was so ridiculous yeah, that multi-millions that and and the property he bought the 1700 acre fucking hunting property he purchased for five dollars so it's like where no shit it was a friendly agreement with the original owner so where's all the money mm -hmm. it's because he got his money tied up with some unsavory souls that have no problem sending a fucking hit squad to take out half your family to send a point to to send a message and make a point what that point is speculative it could be a number of things that are highly plausible but i think alec was there when it happened i definitely think he was there when the killers showed up and i think he knows more than what he's capable of saying he can't go and say i know for a fact i didn't kill my family because the drug cartels that i've been funding for the past 18 years are the ones that did it right please yeah. don't kill the rest of my family by the way 
you know, oopsies. He can't say it because the rest of his family will get wiped off the fucking planet, lickety split. And, and I don't, I don't think he's a killer. with him once he gets to prison. Correct. So what I think happened, he didn't kill him. There's no evidence. He'll be found not guilty. And then he goes to face his financial uh, charges. He cuts a deal rolling over. He gets the rest of his family and witness protection. And he cuts a deal saying, I will put you right in the heart of this drug situation, this whole network, take, and to take them all down if I get to walk on the financials. And then he just fucking walks away. And he's such a skeeving son of a bitch that I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I would be surprised if that actually happened. But that's the only, that's the only thing I'm sitting there mm-hmm. like, please, please, this would be fucking amazing if that fucking happened i think the guy's a piece of shit uh i wouldn't want to have any dealings with him but he didn't kill his family so yeah. that's my entire fucking harebrained take on that shit um i am enjoying how very ozark it's looking it is it's insane dude mm-hmm. all the properties they own down on the coast where they could easily run drugs the property plane, but they got a fucking yeah, big and a plot plane right in the, yeah. yeah, yeah, they, they, they used to. They, they filled the airstrip with trees, but when they first bought it, they were flying planes in and out yeah. of there. Yeah, yep. cocaine, kilos of cocaine were found along the riverbanks that run through that property. Right, they said it was years old, but they were running fucking. It was a drug running property. Yeah, which is why he probably bought it for five bucks so that it wouldn't you know raise any eyebrows. I guess. There's there's a lot more shit that went down with uh, with that family than I think even the documentaries are able to fucking find out. And uh, yeah, well, don't it, do drugs. Just <laughs> it, the the thing is, I mean, it's not odd that you've got a family that's been in power for so long, but finally is falling under advanced scrutiny that keeps building and building. To find that they did a bunch of illegal shit. Yeah. And they don't all have to connect to one single incident. No, no. And that's where I, everybody that thinks he's guilty just because there's all this evidence that he's a, a, a shitty guy. It's like, you don't know how complicated things can get. Yeah, I just don't see how if the financial shit is wrapped up in this trial with the murder charges, I don't see how the jury can come back with not guilty. Well, if he's already it's on ad- different counts. If he's already admitted. He's not on trial for finances. Okay, so the, the, he's on. This is still the murder trial. Yeah, That's they, what I'm saying. It, it is, so the financial shit is not wrapped into the murder trial. When you say wrapped into it, when I say yes, I'm saying they've allowed in testimony about all uh, of his no, financial what, what I was, What I was, when I say wrapped in, I mean, the charges. Is, is, yeah. Is no, he charged with no. murder and the financial shit? Okay. Not in this case. Okay. This so is his murder. murder trial. Okay. All of his financial trial. He'll be in court for the next fucking 10 years yeah, just on the right. financial shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, this was only supposed to be the murder trial. Okay. But it is now turned into the financial trial. Yep. It's turned into the plot to uh, have him killed trial uh, and the murder trial. And it's. It's gone on for far too long because the judge literally is doing the shittiest job at judging that I've ever fucking seen. He's not allowing the defense to object to anything. He's not sustaining it. He's overruling every time they fucking object. He's sustaining every objection the state is getting, which, and they're egregiously bad. Um, 
And then anytime that the door partially gets opened about another case that he's going to be facing, the judge goes, I'll allow it. So now you got to let all these financial witnesses and experts in to go through all the times he defrauded people. And it's like, but what does this have to do with the murder? Right. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to tie it together, but there's no tie because there was no financial gain Alec could possibly have from the murder from the murders because right. there was no life uh, insurance policy taken out on either one of them there well, was no money involved here is there po- any possibility from mishandling on the judge's behalf that this could turn out with a mistrial or anything like that so the only thing that could come from the judge mishandling this is if he gets found guilty yeah they can then take it to appellate court and appeal the verdict based on the mishandling of the trial from the judge's behalf. Appeals are for losers. You can only appeal if you are found guilty. There's no way in fucking hell you're going to get all 12 jurors feeling the same about this trial because you've allowed so much in that the juror number four that still thinks he's a part of a murder trial is going to go, there's nothing in this fucking evidence and testimony that in any way proves that he was the killer I got to vote not guilty. So right. if the other 11 go, but he's a shithead and he defrauded my second cousin, fuck him. Guilty. Yeah. It only takes one. Yeah. And that's got to be unanimous. So yeah. I don't even, the, the judge is being a dick. Uh, and I'm also watching this through the lens of the defense. I came into the trial thinking he was guilty because of the same reasons all the wine moms did. But then I started paying attention and uh, it's just not there. And so I'm looking at, you know, First of all, fuck the state. Um, I, I'm always going to be looking more on the side of how the defense is able to shake off a shitty case. This is a shitty case. When you have agents of the state lying to try to take your rights away, I'm going to likely side more with the defendant, even if he fucking did it, because fuck that. I'd rather a guilty man go free than an innocent man get found guilty. That's just how I will always be. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Furman found the glove. Yeah, and then and then the big brainiac move that got everybody going, well, then it has to be, is, hey, OJ, go try on that glove when you're wearing another glove yeah. underneath yeah. that you would have <laughs> never worn. And by the way, you can put your fucking actual hand in that glove because all the testing's been done on it. Right. You can handle evidence now. Yep. But because they knew, and it was, it was brilliant. Yeah. Because here's, the, here's another thing. Uh, jurors are typically stupid. They are picked for their lack of intellect and their the the feasibility that they're easily swayed. Well, These the OJ, true crime the, moms are fucking ripe for jurors. The OJ trial, man, that was the first really DNA mm. trial, man. And that I was mean, the that first was a, monster case yeah, in my... Yeah, but I mean, but it was the first time that they were really hammering DNA evidence. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were <clears throat> showing that... Uh, I remember the one... I remember the one headline... Uh, in the paper, there's one in two billion chance that OJ didn't do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it was like he know, was definitely there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. You know what DNA stands for? Yeah, did not attack. Did not. <laughs> <laughs> do not arrest. So anyway, thank you for letting me spurg out and uh, leak a little autism all over the show yet again about the murder trial. I know it's not for everybody. Um, and it seems like it now because it's certainly getting the ratings. 
Oh, it's huge. Yeah. When Fox News cut into their regular programming for the entire fucking afternoon just to show Alex on the stand, that's when I was like, oh, fuck, okay, this is pretty big. Um, I didn't know it was getting that reach. I thought it was going to be regional, like the Savannah area. Because uh, they're only like an hour, 45 minutes to an hour east, northeast of Savannah. Right. And so all the areas that all these events take place, you know. I'm, no, no, this is going to be national news, man. This mm-hmm. is, yeah. This is huge. Yeah. Now, is it beyond reason, do you think, though, uh, since the Murdoch family was so powerful and uh, synonymous with the state that every juror, you know, beyond the fact that they have any reasonable doubt would go fuck him completely possible. I just don't think it's going to be a hundred percent of the jury. That's, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing here is I, I don't think there's been anything compelling enough. His sliminess. If they're even still considering the murders, we're going to get 12 people after six weeks of trial. By the way, there was a report that came out from somebody inside the courtroom that was watching, uh, this past week when they again brought up more financial shit, a juror took Kleenexes and put them in her fucking ears as a protest to saying, "Wrap this shit up. <laughs> we I'm don't done. We don't care." And this is also another testament to how shitty the judge is. I'm only getting five dollars a day here. He didn't address it. He didn't make her change her fucking. There was another lady that had a blanket that literally had it over her face at one point. The jurors are so done with this fucking trial. They're like, we get it. You don't like the guy. Fucking hell. We don't have to try everything he's ever done. We're only here for one. But uh, uh, I guess quickly, because I don't really know how much can be talked about this. Uh, the Russia and Ukraine's decade-long war turned one year old last week. Happy Yee-hoo! birthday. Fucking noisemakers and everything. Get them out, folks. The war just keeps going on and on much like this trial but uh yeah i mean it can be said that it is impressive that most people thought that ukrainians weren't gonna last as long and they wouldn't if without we wouldn't, us I mean, yeah if it weren't no, for those true. meddling americans <laughs> russia's like i would have gotten away with it too if it went for all these fucking yep. billions of dollars you keep spilling into fucking ukraine that we're never going to be able to trace or get back and oh and by the way if you think engaging in war is expensive, wait till you hear about the rebuilding. That's when the real oh, fucked yeah. up n- numbers of dollars is going to... Uh, I mean, it's fucking retarded. This whole fucking thing's too. We've talked about the Ukraine situation a year ago when it kicked off to the stage that it's not now. And we haven't mentioned it, I don't think, fucking once, <laughs> really, to any degree of saying like, Oh, they're actually pushing into this region, and we haven't given any breakdowns of what's going on, other than yeah, the Ukraine thing's still happening, uh, and it's because I just can't, I can't give a fuck. I mm-hmm. still give the same amount of fucks about what's going on in Ukraine a year later. Just don't care. Uh, interestingly enough, it did get us to do some pretty ballsy shit, like go blow up a fucking the the Nord Stream pipeline. That when it fucking happened, we said here on this podcast, yeah, we did it. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Like, of uh, course. And then however many months go by, and now there's reports coming out going, uh, yeah, yep, looks like America did it. And I'm like, you think? Yeah. I, uh, uh, dude, who is surprised when you, when you, when you tell this? somebody that 
if you do this, we're going to do this. And then they do that. And then this happens. The thing you said. The thing you said would happen <laughs> would happen. Mm-hmm. Chances are you did the thing you said would happen. It's amazing how that and, works, isn't it, it? isn't it? It's incredible. Yeah. You know? It's just know. like when you're talking to your kid, you know? Yeah, it's like, hey, that guy if said he was going to kick put my that, ass. If and you then put I, that in your mouth, if you put that in your mouth, you're fucking getting a spanking. Yeah. And then they put the shit in their mouth and, hey, they get a spanking. Yeah. Yeah. We gave them a spanking. <laughs> we gave, gave Putin a little spanking. Yeah. And he, they, dude, they're about to spank us hard. Uh, this is something that nobody's talking about is the dollar. Mm-hmm. No one is talking about how we're just burning Russia, China, India. It's called the BRICS. You know Mm. who the BRICS are? Inform inform our listeners, Doug. It's uh, I think it's Brazil. I think Brazil is the B. Brazil, Russia, India, China. Who's the K? I can't remember who the K is. And Saudi Arabia is the last one. Mm-hmm. Those, all these countries are getting together. Kazakhstan. Yeah, it could be, you know. Uh, all these countries are getting together, and uh, their plan is to get rid of the dollar. Yeah. And if, the, if all of these countries agree that they're not going to pay for things anymore in dollars, and they dump all of their dollars on the market... We're done, man. This country's done. Yeah. And and nobody's paying any attention to that. And it's it it's shocking to me that all anybody's talking about is the war in Ukraine and fucking FTX going belly up and all this shit that none of that shit matters, man. If they do what they're planning to do and it's in motion now. It's fucking already in motion. If if they do this, we're done, man. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be. I think we've only got maybe three or four years left of the dollar. Yeah. And and once that happens, oh my god, you're gonna see that that is World War Three. That that is the beginning of World War Three. And what's crazy about it is India being part of this. That's the scariest part of this because India is supposedly an ally of the United States, mm-hmm. but they're in on this thing to get rid of the dollar and nothing will make them an enemy quicker than dumping all their dollars on the market. If they do that, the dollar will drop to zero and we're all fucked. Well, and the whole time I'm thinking that that's kind of the goal of what Biden's doing anyway. Like let's devalue the dollar so fucking much that we can, go into this global economic digital fucking coin. Yeah, but this is this is different than that. This is a lot different than that. This is this is monetary warfare is what this is. This is other countries saying to the United States cuz the petrodollar Saudi Arabia is already already not taking Saudi Arabia will already take uh yen, they'll take rubles They'll take anything for oil. They're, they're still taking dollars. But if they if they completely quit taking dollars for mm-hmm. oil, yeah, it, it's over. It's over, man. Well, We're done. I mean, it, it's how long is it going to take for them to finally go? I mean, the, the whole story this entire time is, 
why would Russia attack Ukraine? And it's like, um, America. 100% NATO. That's it. It's like we promised not to push NATO past a certain point. Now we have. And it's like, yeah, it's not Ukraine. It's us. We are the common denominator. Well, and to back up your point a little bit, Doug, I'm going to play a clip from, uh, I think it's General McGregor, who's been good on this since day fucking one. He's been steady, consistent, and so far, he hasn't given me any, given me any reason not to listen to him. Here's his breakdown on the current status that's happening over there in America East. Well, not really, if you consider the Washington strategy right now led by President Biden. Why fight one war when you can fight two at the same time against two of the most powerful nations in the world? Everything that the the Biden administration has touched thus far is a disaster. The world is de-dollarizing. Europe's economies are, are not growing. Russia's economy is growing and growing faster than Europe's economies. We have a fire sale on dollars and U.S. treasuries. Last year, uh, Russia's budget deficit as a percentage of GDP was 2.3%. America's budget deficit as a percentage of GDP was 5.4%. The Ukrainian armed forces are facing a manpower crisis. They're herding boys, old men, and women into uniform. The Ukrainian armed forces are strained to the limit without NATO military manpower Manning and conducting operations, the Ukrainian armed forces would fall apart. Then you look at NATO. NATO is deeply divided. Turkey is ready to leave the alliance. They're aligning more and more with each passing week with Central Asia, with China, with Russia and other countries. Germany is desperate for the resources to keep its scientific industrial base functioning. Germany is not going to stay in NATO if this war continues indefinitely. And then finally, you have Russia itself. Our greatest achievement has been to enable Putin to build a Russian military establishment that is larger and more powerful today than we have seen in 30 years. And qualitatively, it is superior to anything the Soviets fielded in the 1980s. He goes on, but I think he's said enough. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And not to mention, you uh, or not to forget, you mentioned... NATO Arona. They put out a fucking banger of a tweet. Did you guys uh have did you hey, you guys hear about this? You see this? Huh? Hey. Not at all. Well, as I'm as I'm looking here, let's see, when was this put out by these fucking big brained motherfuckers? On February twenty third, they released this tweet that I will read for you now. Ukraine is hosting one of the great epics of this century. Quote, we are Harry Potter and William Wallace, the Navi and Han Solo. We are escaping from Shawshank and blowing up the Death Star. We are fighting with the Harkonnens and challenging Thanos. Hmm. They literally are treating this like a Hollywood movie because it is. The one thing I will say where they nail it is, yes, this is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> this is man-made, unnecessary, <laughs> and not that entertaining bullshit. Uh, that's NATO. That's from the official fucking account. That's not a parody account. That is literally where they're at. They're just they they are patting themselves on the back for the work that they're doing. 
Uh, it's heartwarming. To know okay. Uh, a the BRICS uh, stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South America. Oh, no. South Africa. I'm sorry. Oh. So uh, they are they are getting ready to fuck us really good. Mm. Well, that'll they, be fun. They're, I mean, dude, when you when you're talking about Russia, China, and India, just them three, mm-hmm. the the fucking they can put on us is is insane. Well, you know what, Doug? All I know is I'll be able to sleep better at night, uh, probably outside with the bugs that I'll also have to be eating, knowing that Russia possibly at the beginning of this uh might not have gotten a sliver of eastern ukraine you know because that was what all of this was for mm-hmm. is this is this is what i said a year ago who gives a fuck if russia has eastern ukraine i sure the fuck don't but we're no better off now uh i don't even know how many billions of dollars have been sent over there how many lives have been lost and all of this other you know now coalitions of all these all these other fucking countries that are seeing hey Here's an opportunity. So, and not to mention that if 2024 comes up and for some reason, somehow the conditions are so bad that Trump launches himself into relevancy again, that he's the one that's going to be manning the helm when this shit goes down. I'm not liking how this is going currently. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Well, and what's going to be interesting about that, let's say we do, you know, have a Republican that takes over. Uh, by then it is going to be insane to cut ties with the war and just turn our back away immediately mm-hmm. and stop funding. So it's like you go from one horrible situation to a totally different one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it doesn't seem to be as unpopular on a national stage as I thought it would be by now. It's actually increased. If you're to believe the polling, it has actually increased in uh, approval for what we're doing, which blows my mind. It's but fucking we've bonkers. We've talked about this. I mean, polling is not reliable anymore. It doesn't mean anything. It It's the questions that are asked that are manufactured a particular way in a particular manner to elicit a particular response yeah. that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, in our final story, we've been going long as shit. Uh, the one that we actually started the show with. The Rasmussen Bowl. <laughs> so we already told you that uh, turns out a lot of blacks don't like whites. That's what we're supposed to gain from this poll. Why did they ask this poll? On its face, it serves no purpose. It seems really fucking stupid. I think it was not for the results of 47% of blacks in America not being cool with, uh, well, white people. I think it was for the reactions that that information would de- would result from people like, well, a cartoonist, the <laughs> Scott Adams, the guy who uh, has drawn Dilbert, the Dilbert cartoon for 20 years, 25, 30, Longer than that, yeah, fucking, at least 30 years, a long ass fucking time. Uh, ever since I've been around to know what the fuck a newspaper comic is, Dilbert's been there. Well, he also saw this poll, and well, by God, he's had enough. And uh, he went on his daily live stream to talk about it. And, well, we like to play around with the bell and things like this. Uh, Scott Adams just went in fucking head first. 
Full tilt. And well, it's a couple minutes long, but we'll just we'll just go in it, and uh, I might hit pause here or there. I might have to stop it halfway through if I want to not lose my job. So um, this is some of the most. Uh, well, you'll fucking hear. <laughs> Nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll. Not according to me. According to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. Oh, and I don't want to have anything to do with them. <laughs> and I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just wow. get the fuck away. Get, where, wherever you have to go, just get away. Not a lot of black people. There's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. <laughs> Right, this can't be fixed. You Talk just about have a to black escape. <laughs> so that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know I have a very low black population because unfortunately, there you know there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. <laughs> so here I'm just oh quoting Don Lemon when when he notes that the when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. Hmm. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. Hmm. Wow. (laughs) Uh, There's more, (laughs) but I think that's enough to chew on for a minute. Um, It's wonderful for a white guy just to, you know... Set a fire and then walk away. Yes. <laughs> How Antifa of him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, now, here's the thing. Like, people are hearing this and they're immediately saying he's a white supremacist for just acknowledging that, well, there's apparently some black supremacists out there that aren't really cool with whitey. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make him a white supremacist. In his own words, because he did a follow-up, uh, because of what he said here in this clip, he immediately was invited on Hotep Jesus's podcast, which if you don't know who he is, uh, he's a part of the Hotep Nation, which basically is kind of a fundamentally quasi-black supremacy mindset, but it's more in the essence of black men need to get their shit together to be leaders in their homes get their money right, get their business right, fucking thrive, succeed, dominate to help build a better, stronger, more financially sound black class. And in a lot of ways, I'm totally cool with that. Personal responsibility, taking ownership, being involved in your community, and fucking running shit. There's a lot of other things in the Hotep thing that I won't get into because I don't want to sound like Scott Adams. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what we mostly do on the show? I'm kind of avoiding this one. <laughs> um, now, Scott Adams is a self-avowed uh, liberal. Classic in the classical sense. You hear that a lot nowadays, which just means he kind of gets welcomed with open arms into the conservative area, even though he's not a conservative. He's not. He doesn't have those values or their... He doesn't share their goals, really. Uh, he has his own goals, but mm-hmm. because he says something that sounds like it's going against the thing that they're also against, other brainlets go, he's one of us. 
this motherfucker also pushed the vaccines the entire time that COVID was here. He was pro-vax. He cited a bunch of bogus charts and quote unquote research that have now all been openly debunked by the same people that were making those claims. But, Oh, what, you know what? Uh, balloon, look at the balloon, look at the balloon, look, yeah, look at the yeah. balloon. If you're not having a heart attack. Um, and, but he owned it and he came out and he was like, look, I was wrong. You guys were right. Your skepticism of big corporations, pharmaceutical companies, and the government puts you in a better place than I put myself with a bunch of analytics and what I thought were facts. And uh, so this guy isn't a white supremacist. He's not mm. a right-wing extremist. Motherfucker's not even right-wing. He's one of y'all to everybody who's upset with him. He came from your stock. He's saying the things. He's seeing things in the collectivist groups uh, that you guys currently are. That's where that lives now is yeah. on that side. And, and he came out on Hotep's show and said all this. He's pro-reparations. He's pro-affirmative action. He believes in systemic racism. Yet this is the result that he's coming to. This is a conclusion. And he's, he's just going by the data. Yeah. In well, this poll that is likely fucking horseshit. Uh, because it's worded in a way that... I, I think no matter what the number is, your whatever number said I'm not cool with Whitey was always going to be the headline. Um, another way to look at the poll is over 80% of all people polled are totally cool with Whitey. Mm -hmm. There's literally, here's the funny thing, uh, the disagree that out of the total numbers, 13% of all people uh, polled disagree. And it, it just also happens to coincide with black Americans are 13% of the population. I'm just, I don't know. That's just correlation. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying. <laughs> so in a way you could spin this and say all black people hate white people. You can do a number of things with numbers. Scott Adams is really putting himself out there. All of his Dilbert. No, he's not. I mean, he's made his money. It, all of his, exactly. Yeah. All of his Dilbert uh, comics are being pulled from every newspaper as we speak. Well, there, of course yeah. they are. There won't yeah. be one uh, in your Monday print <laughs> but he even said look i don't need the money so i'm obviously not doing this for money i'm not doing this for clout because lord knows nobody wants this kind of attention but he his in his own words he says look the price of freedom and freedom of speech is high and most people aren't willing to pay it mm -hmm. he's like i'm willing to pay it so he's welcoming self-ruination uh because he wants the conversation to take place because I guess in his mind, he thinks that there's a lot of aspects of current modern American black culture that are leading to their own demise that needs to be addressed. And one of them is being brainwashed into thinking that all your problems come from the hands of a white man. And yeah. I agree with that. But if you think you're going to have a conversation that leads to that conclusion, you, my friend are a retard. Yeah, no, I mean, talking is not the strong suit of the nation at this point in time. No. Yeah. The idea of having a debate died years ago. Nobody yeah. wants that anymore. Uh, they're not interested. They're interested in action. And so they're going to, the people who voted, I super really don't like Whitey. That number just went up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When a bunch of people these days don't like something that has been said, they then go and destroy their community. It's, you know, nobody, nobody's talking 
Yeah. Now, there would be a difference if he actually was a white supremacist or right-wing extremist, because then he would actually be able to go further into detail openly without concern of cancellation uh, of the issues facing the black community. When he's saying, I believe in affirmative action, we're just not affirmative actioning enough. And I believe in reparations, but, you know, they just won't move forward on it. So how are black people supposed to get a leg up? When he's saying shit like that, uh, you're not really addressing the issues. Right. <clears throat> and so you you are saying things for clout. You are saying things for attention. The conversation is going to be had by other people, not you, because you will be turned off by everybody that you want to have a conversation with. Scott Adams is a fucking moron in that sense. He's mm-hmm. saying things that I don't even think he believes because he's trying to be provocative. I would I would prefer an actual uh, white supremacist would say this so that uh, he could actually say things you're not allowed to say. He's never going to do that. This is the closest he's ever going to come to that. Um, but I will agree with him that, yeah, the poll is jarring. And no matter how the question was worded, it seems like it should be a pretty easy answer with a much higher approval rating. Right. Well, Here's it, the thing, guys. White people have the same approval rating by blacks as Biden has currently. Mm. We're killing it. <laughs> well, but h- how well do you think the conversation would go, though, if you asked a bunch of black people to comment on whether, you know, how sophisticated or unsophisticated their own race is? Um, I mean, Ooh. I'll give you one hint. I, I was carrying a booty call around fr- uh, from her getting fucked last night. Hmm. And instead of talking about how she got, you know, um, fucked, all she said, I'm a strong black woman because, you know, I'm looking at this brother going, are you whitewashed? You know what? Yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, yeah, he's a rich man. I'm looking at him going. Okay, is he a new black guy or is he trying to succumb to the white man's, uh, you know, uh, is he new money or is he old money? No, and that's pretty much it. Also commingled with, oh, you know me, I can't fuck with anybody under six, two. Meanwhile, this bitch is five, three or five, four or something like that. Oh, yeah. She's a perpetually miserable biatch. Uh, I want. She, she's got the three sixes. Mm-hmm. She wants a man that's over six feet tall, got six inches and a six figure income. Yeah. And those bitches will be forever let down and, uh, they will end up raising hateful little, well, you said the word earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but she's making the same point, but she's black. So she gets away with it. It's very much like, because she's allowed I to get away with it want to deal with low rent shitheads uh, i believe you played for me earlier uh-huh. clips from a bunch of uh black people in the 60s going oh. no, oh. don't bring a bunch of low-income motherfuckers into our neighborhood we don't need those assholes well that's the interesting thing is that while it sounds quite provocative of what scott adams just said because it is let's be honest he knows what the fuck he's doing he's not a dumb man i just don't think he's gonna get where he wants to get um this is what was being said in the time of the civil rights era. Believe it or not, all black people weren't feeling the same way about themselves. They were 
quite not looking forward to sharing their new prominent freedom with other blacks. And this might sound like shit, but we'll see. Los Angeles a month. By 1970, there'll probably be a million Negroes in this city. And I know that people are concerned about this. They may not talk about it very often, but I certainly heard them shudder in church when he said there'd be a million Negroes in Los Angeles. We shudder because we're saying, in essence, the majority of these people are not like we are. And uh, we felt that we, maybe some of us felt we left this out because we're getting away from this problem. We are a part of this exodus, too. But we are a little, maybe embarrassed by the fact that here we're going to have a, a mass element come in that, that's going to create a tremendous social problem in the community to which we find a great deal of difficulty relating to. It, it goes on. I got minutes and minutes and minutes no, of this. I know. Well, that's, down. dude, Atlanta itself, the city of Atlanta. Uh-huh. You, you, do you know about Sweet Auburn? You know about Auburn Ave? And, oh, yeah. You know, you know the history of that? I remember it was, I remember hearing it at one time, but it I don't. was the wealthiest black community in the United States. Yeah, it was uh, it was built. I mean, it was black business owned. There were uh, I mean, it was it was a it was a paradise for black people. Yeah. And um, and now when you look at what's happened in the in the city, I'm sure there's people in Atlanta that feel that way. Black people, no right? doubt. Older black people in Affluent, Atlanta that successful, yeah, yeah, that that feel the same way. They're like, you know, I mean, dude, white people. It's, it's the same way, you know. There's white trash. There's mm-hmm. there's uh, Asian people. Same thing. There's a, if if you it, it doesn't matter what race you are. Mm-hmm. If there's going to be people that are more intelligent, more refined, more, and they don't want. The lower class. This is where class war comes in. Yeah. It's not it's not race, it's class. And it's that's what they're talking about. And this is why I've always said people are different. Yes. Yeah. And like it's all about like, class. Likes to be around what they can relate to. Yeah. Like minded. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if any one of us goes out there and makes the point that black dads don't tend to stick around, we're fucking racist. However, when a black man comes out and says, I take care of my kids, then that's applause while we sweep under a rug that he's saying the same exact thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the I'd- only thing I would say nowadays is uh, that that approach needs to be modified because it's such a problem. Now, yeah, it's 75% uh, of black fathers aren't there. Um, but that number is quickly rising in every other demographic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's white fatherlessness at this current point has far exceeded yeah. black fatherlessness 40 years ago. Right. Yes. And so yep. if, if we are going to look at that, so I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just sure. Uh, the numbers don't stay stagnant. So, sadly, they're increasing on all fronts. But if, if you don't like the current state of the black community, whether you're black, white, or whatever, for whatever reason, and that's a that's a issue that you raise as a main cause, then look at what we're all going to look at what's coming for all of us. Yeah, well, well mine said- was more a statement on perceived racism more than it was on whether or not, you know, uh, ratios or 
as stacking up. Yeah. It's more a, uh, a debate about language than it is about uh, anything else. It's like, you know, when we bring these things up, it's racist. When they bring it up, it, it, it's uh, growth. Mm-hmm. Well, and another thing, and we kind of have been touching on this during this entire race segment, is that um, when you've grown up your entire life hearing that uh, the white man is the devil, he's the source of all your problems, he created this system which is inherently going to keep you down only because of your color, you end up getting a whole shitload of this, and what I'm about to play for you now is the continuance of not solving anything people's superior at exactly <laughs> where people's superior at. they're real good at violence violence genocide it's like stealing people's lives just because they feel like it if you are white and you know this is happening and you say nothing then you're a killer too what exactly are white people's superior at insecurity pretending fear being fearful of nothing being ignorant blame letting their egos control their every move superior at being dicks what exactly are white people superior at oppression gaslighting lack of empathy intellectualizing oppression did i say oppression what exactly are white people superior at taking what's not there taking shit taking our ideas copycat gentrification appropriating things that do not belong to them taking over other people's cultures and making you believe that they invented it maybe they're thinking of it as repurposing it's like recycle and repurpose as my grandma would say the white folk they'll take it if you don't copyright it they are very good at destruction of land destruction of people destruction of humanness Republican, whether you're Democrat, whether you're conservative, like white people are really good at upholding white supremacy. How about claiming that, you know, they are actually a whole separate race when actually white DNA comes from the black female? So what exactly are white people superior? Honey, lying, stealing and cheating, manipulation, withholding information. Okay, I think you get the point. Yes, let's how about we attribute everything that mankind's good at to just white people? What taking over some shit, taking credit? Oh, no. from not, <laughs> this for- isn't the direction I thought you were going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they said like they'll take anything if you don't copyright it. Well, yeah. who do you think is going to be representing you in uh, to get that copyright? Uh, it ain't going to be me. One if, of my relatives. I, I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so we're all fucked, and racial tensions seem to not be going anywhere. So that's cool. While our money goes over to Ukraine and China and the rest of them uh, might just uh, debank us and, you know, hey, pull the rug out. Good things, guys. Man, I'm <laughs> really glad I'm back. I'll try to find more funny shit to talk about on the show because, <laughs> well, this is what happens when I'm literally only intaking a murder trial. Like, I'm, I'm not able to, to find the funny in a lot of things. But we can find the funny. In, in song, song. <laughs> yes. let's end the show uh, with a spicy little happy tune to celebrate your retirement from road rage we will what better song than well road rage yeah enjoy fuckers
moving real slow I switch on the signal to work my way 